This is the If Podcast, Abortion Part 1. I'm going to kick things off really quickly and fairly aggressively. I'm not going to hold back with my opinions, so if you are pro-abortion, chuck a lemon wedge in your mouth, clench your rear end, pop up an umbrella so that the shit raining down on you doesn't stain your clothes, you know, do all that stuff. <clears throat> right, so the first thing is, if you are pro-abortion, I think you are holding a morally reprehensible position. There's no two ways about that. And the reason why I'm not taking this lightly, the reason why I'm not being nice about it, is because I think that's what's necessary right now. With certain issues, a lot of people, actually a lot of people tend to take all issues from a very kind, standoffish perspective. Um, even avoiding the crux of a lot of things just because they are desperate for engagement. So pro-abortion activists in this country, sorry, anti-abortion activists in this country, are very, very strongly anti-confrontation in some ways. They want to give people options, you know, tell them that there's help for their pregnancies, etc., but they don't want to say that their opponent's position is immoral. But why would they even be campaigning against that if they didn't think it? And okay, fair enough, if you if you think something's immoral, but it's not going to, you know, really work if you just come out and yell at them, all right, that's a reasonable position to hold. And I recognize that a lot of them might hold that, but a lot of the activists don't say certain things because they're cowards. So maybe you don't want to... Um, just yell at someone who is an expectant mother and say, look, you're morally reprehensible if you kill your kid. Absolutely not. I've provided counsel to a couple of people, you know, just friends or people who I met who were considering it, and I tried to take a very a firm stance, but I wasn't being harsh at them for even considering the option. And I don't want to be too harsh on you people who are considering the option, but I do want to attack the view very solidly, and I think that's the mistake that the cause makes. They treat everyone with this gentleness that should be reserved for the people who you're really, really trying to win because it's desperate, you know, out of pragmatism. In reality, it's like talking about someone's behavior after they've died you should be able to describe the things about them that were wrong. Now, does that mean you go up to their family, or does that mean you do it at an inappropriate time? Absolutely not. There's a time and a place for these things, but if someone says, did you like them, and they had nothing to do with the family, you can be honest. Anyway, that's enough of the digressions. The first argument is this. Do you care about any responsibilities morally? Do you? I expect so. If you don't, then you're already out of this discussion. And let me explain why quickly. If you do not think that you have any absolute moral responsibilities, that means that the moment circumstances favor a certain choice, especially over the long term, you should logically take it, and you probably don't have a problem taking it unless you have some sort of emotional objection. So, 
that means that you would expect someone who isn't very empathetic and say gets the chance to murder and war and he's kind of into that he should just take it and there's nothing wrong with that uh, what I mean by murder is actually murdering civilians so let's say the My Lai massacre you think oh well well that's fine they they had the opportunity and there were lots of them around they probably weren't going to get individual blame so it's fine you know they were that way inclined um, these things happen you can't really back away from that position and of course it it really just comes back to the cookie jar thing as well if you wouldn't get caught and you felt like getting it then theoretically you should do it of course we could get into the discussion of the fact that no one really gets away with anything because we all end up feeling guilty about everything at certain points but you would convince yourself to run with your emotions presumably regardless of the fact that uh in your heart of hearts you might know that you will feel guilty about negating or neglecting your responsibilities rather anyway so those people aside if you think that some moral responsibilities are important then what moral responsibility could possibly be more important than the ones that you have to your child none certainly than the one you have to your child's life or to protecting its life who the hell on earth could ever matter more to you than your own child ask any parent ever they would not give an answer or they would not have an answer no one is more important than your children and they never will be they are part of you and they're supposed to be part of someone you love as well the two things that you should care most about in the world yourself and the person you love they are a combination now I recognize that often isn't the case and it might even be part of someone you hate in a rare circumstance and it is rare by the way less than 1% of abortions are said to have anything to do with rape and they are asked about this but anyway if we move on uh, so maybe you hate them for other reasons but that's beside the point <clears throat> it is still half you and it still has all the potential in the world yes people inherit traits but traits are not good or bad you know uh, bad people are bad because of their choices and if you don't believe this just think about it just think about it you have met people who have done bad things probably who are actually quite likable people you know or have some trait that you admire if you haven't you need to get out a bit more but more to this point if you look at the psychological traits that have emerged statistically at least the best ones that have come out they're not good or bad they're good or bad circumstantially and you can take advantage of them or you can abuse them it's that simple and we all need to learn the balance for each of our traits but no one is born evil there are some people who are born with an incredible lack of empathy and that certainly biases them towards uh, <laughs> bad behaviors in particular circumstances but you could say the same about people who are 
wildly compassionate and born into circumstances where they have the opportunity to really exploit that because sometimes wild compassion can actually be terrible i'll give you an example if you're in a position of great responsibility for many people so if you're wildly compassionate but you are supposed to be fair even and look out for a large group you are going to do a bad job most likely because you're going to run after the victims and try and give them everything not only that your inclination to give them anything at all uh, or to protect them at all is often going to come into conflict with you being fair to the group but i digress so if you have a baby with someone evil if someone has a baby with someone evil that does not mean the baby will be evil it never w even the most leftist anti-free will psychologists understand that no trait is inherently evil now they might say oh well this biases you towards certain things yes yes this is the case but the more potential for evil or let's say the more power you have at your fingertips the more good you can use it for too if you're someone who can be very effective at committing evil acts you are going to be very effective at committing good acts as well committing probably wasn't the right word to use there but anyway people <coughs> people can make choices if you don't believe that again why are you even trying to do anything it's all it's all circumstantial right it's it's pointless so anyway point being babies have potential the mother uh, should always care about her baby more than anything in the world how can you ever justify throwing it away you can't it's that simple now most people will say oh well if, if i didn't have the money at the time if i didn't have this or if i didn't have that that's ridiculous that is ridiculous you should be willing to starve well, you should actually be willing to die for your children. That has been the position that human beings have held for thousands of years. And if you're going to just throw away our most basic sources of meaning, of moral importance, I was stuck between import and importance, I should have rephrased the sentence. Anyway, <clears throat> if you're just trying to throw those things away, you're going to end up with a worldview that leaves you so sad and desperate you'll want to kill yourself. How do I know this? Because depressed people are often nihilistic, or nihilistic people are often depressed. It's easy to be nihilistic in a crowd. It's not easy to be nihilistic when you're at home alone and things have been going bad. Again, I digress, because that's what I do. Uh, you should probably get used to it if you're going to listen to this podcast and i by the way <laughs> i really think it's incredibly important to take everything from its roots to have a foundational view to understand the reasons behind things because as adults that's what we care about right and it will lead you off on a hundred tangents if you're trying to investigate the bottom of things good good i will not apologize for that although it seems like I already have. 
they weren't apologies. <laughs> now you know. Uh, now you know I'm going to ramble a lot. Anyway, back to the point. Or I have made my first point sufficiently, perhaps. Nothing should matter more than your own child. You should not neglect that responsibility. While I'm on this, so one last thing. There is help for you. There is so much help if you are someone who's complaining, oh, well, well, I can't raise a baby. Yes, you can. I guarantee that you can in Western countries, at least. Even African countries are doing well now. Well, okay. Some African countries are doing well now. So it really, in most of the world, raising a child is very much feasible and it's certainly not going to be a choice between that child and your own life. It may be a choice between your prosperous career and your child, but if you're really that self-serving, oh my god. Which, by the way, you probably are if you're seeking an abortion because 85% of them are done for financial or career reasons which is quite disgusting and horrific, but I'll get into that on another episode. I want to make my second point because I have done quite a bit of rambling. My second point is something which I did allude to earlier. That is potential. Children have potential. Now you might be thinking, oh, but when they're just a cluster of cells, what does it matter? It matters because it's still your baby. Well, not technically baby at that point. It's still your child. We all came from that cluster of cells. And if you're going to try and make an argument that at some point of development a human being has no worth, that's really foolish. So why does, why does an early embryo have no worth? I mean, you might say, oh, well, well because it doesn't look like a baby. Or it, do, it can't do things like we can, right? Okay. Why do we even cast worth onto people? I think you can make logical arguments for why all human life is important. Or all people are important. And you might be able to make some sort of exceptions for unborn people. Uh, through that sort of logic, but if you acknowledge that people in general are important, you should probably protect them at any stage of development. Uh, otherwise, that's a very slippery slope, you know? I mean, you're not going to have a lot of babies be pumped out if no one in society cares about them at an early stage, because, oh, well, I'm vomiting. I'll get rid of it. So you have to care about something. It, let, let me just narrow down on what I mean exactly slightly. If people cared nothing at all for embryos before a fetus had reached, say, three months, if people cared nothing about a baby at that point, what would happen? Well, most people would be uncomfortable and they would get rid of their child. Logically, if there was no care at all for that thing, they would get rid of it. Every single person would get rid of it because it's a discomfort. We would have no more people on Earth. Now, you might be saying, oh, that's ridiculous. No, it's not. It's making my point. Because 
you don't care about it necessarily while it's a cluster of cells you care about what it will become and by the way we're all clusters of cells with extracellular material okay so i'm really sick of hearing that crap Anyway, we care about what it will become. Just like we may not care about someone. In fact, a lot of parents or a lot of fathers especially aren't that attached to the baby. They don't have the same instinct to really, really feel something for a baby. But they still care because they know it's their child and they know what it's going to become. And in time, they can develop that connection and it might take until it's a bit more coherent until it's a toddler or whatever in any case we're, we're looking for the future even when it is a baby right say it's uh it's a very sick it's a very annoying baby just on one day so your baby's sick one day at that moment you might not care for it at all genuinely i mean you can't often hold a, a bunch of emotions in your head at one time so on any given day you might think okay well i actually do not like my baby it is just causing me a lot of suffering do you get rid of it no no you do not <laughs> because overall it's going to be important right the same applies to a very young baby it's important because of what it will be it's just a slightly protracted length of time that you have to wait for that relationship to become significant and have some sort of returns yeah so it's just like the sleeping argument you might say oh well well a baby's not capable of all sorts of things and it can't even feel pain uh, until it's three months old or whatever the hell it is so who cares you know it's, it's not important well you could kill me in my sleep and probably do it in a way that would avoid any pain. You really could. You could gas the room and have me knocked unconscious to the point where I could not wake up and then you could kill me any way you want. Okay? Does that make it alright? Certainly not. Certainly not. At that moment... I'm useless just like a baby would be. I'm not capable of performing a whole bunch of functions if I'm unconscious, let's say if I'm in a coma, or even if I'm just sleeping. At that, in those times, I am not capable of performing many, many things. And you could say, oh, well, you would be woken up. Sure, but if I don't get woken up, if I cannot hear what's going on, and you know, nothing rouses my attention, I am worthless. I am. So, my worth is certainly dependent on me getting out of that state, and it's probably not going to happen if you don't want it to. You know, if you, if you wanted to steal something of mine and you were really quiet, you could do it. So I'm useless at even protecting my own stuff, which is pretty important, right? Just like a baby is useless. But... I also want to emphasize babies are useless. They cannot do shit for a long, long time. Toddlers are pretty much, you can make the argument that they're kind of useless, right? They certainly couldn't live on their own. If you want to make the viability argument, they couldn't live on their own. So anyway, this all comes back to the fact that we do all sorts of things in our life because we know what's coming. That is really a huge part of the essence of what it is to be a human 
this delayed gratification, this planning ahead, this conscientiousness, understanding I'm going to do this now so that later I will be rewarded for it or there will be a good outcome. If you are really going to say that something doesn't matter in the moment, you're making a dumb argument. You can say, well, it doesn't matter as much. Fine. But you cannot make the argument that this thing does not matter at all, even though you know that's going to change. Okay? If I say to you, your investment doesn't matter at all, you would say, well, you're stupid, because it does, and it's going to make me money. Now, let's say you had made an investment in Netflix some years ago. I could tell you, you're dumb. You were dumb to do that, right? You weren't. You weren't dumb. Now, it might have taken you some years to get a return on that investment, longer than the gestation period of a baby even, or longer than the three months that a lot of people, uh, the three-month window that a lot of people think is the uh, abortion prime time. But it still ended up paying off, and you were still right to wait. So, so I think that'll wrap things up. Uh, to quickly summarize my last point, uh, I think the investment argument was a fairly solid one. If you are not willing to wait for anything, and you simply value things in the moment, you're an idiot. Babies have potential. Moreover, they have the potential of an entire lifetime ahead. Okay, you do not know what they are capable of, and people have a very, very wide range of capabilities. They have a very, very wide range of potential outcomes, right? So that'll conclude us. If you want to listen to more of my stuff, then please listen to more episodes of the podcast. I don't know what else to say to you. If you want to read some of my stuff, which I really encourage you to do, go ahead and check out my website. It's ifpodcast.co.nz.